Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Today marks one year since the school shooting on the shared campus of Central Visual and Performing Arts High School, or CVPA, and Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience. The gunman, a 19-year-old who graduated from CVPA the previous school year, took the lives of two people, sophomore Alexandria Bell and teacher and coach Jean Kuchka. Last week, I spoke with Renaya Taylor, CVPA class of 2023, and Michaela Sanders and Axel Cortez, collegiate graduates of the same year. These alumni were just kicking off their senior year of high school when they found themselves facing a real-life nightmare. We talked about their experience of that tragedy, how they worked to process their trauma as seniors finishing high school, and what they continue to do to manage it now as college freshmen. Our conversation starts with Renaya sharing where she found an outlet for herself while trying to heal. I use like basketball and dance and all of that because I don't really like talking about my problems. So like I didn't go to no counselor or like nothing like that because um I don't know, it just didn't feel for me. Mm-hmm. So I use like my my art as my form of expression as mm-hmm. well as talking to people who also experienced it because right. I feel like they can they can get it because they was there too so mm-hmm. so it has been now almost a year and I'd like to get some sense from each of you through sort of what was happening when you realized that what was going on was not just a drill so when this happened I what made me realize that this wasn't a drill was my classmates and their reaction to it. Some classmates reacted differently from others. Some were even crying and calling their families and whatnot. And that moment I realized, okay, maybe this isn't a drill and this is real life situation happening right now. And that was a, a morning that you were in math class, right? Yeah. And there was a a test that was scheduled? I believe there was a test that was going on that Mm -hmm. day. And Renaya, you were in a similar situation. There was a test in your class too, right? Um, I think it was a test or it was like a time do now. It was something where we were supposed to be focusing. Mm -hmm. And how was it that you realized that there was something really serious happening? Um, my class is on the floor where the first shot took place, so it was kind of like down the hallway from us. So like we heard it, but we didn't really pay it no mind till like the announcements went off and stuff. Then um, I still didn't want to believe it was true after hearing all them, all them shots. It was, it was a lot of shots, but um, after hearing all of that, I heard kids screaming because my class was right under Miss Kushka classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's when it became like. 100% real to me like um, I could hear them screaming and then I'm hearing shots and I'm like oh yeah they ain't playing yeah 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 Michaela you were among um, freshmen and sophomores at that time right yes yeah what was happening then um 
for me, it was kind of like I was so I was a TA for a gym class, so it was like a lot of going on in the moment. And I think what really made it real was because we we heard yelling and we thought it was just like because it contended like where the gym is, it can tend to get really loud in that area. So we just kind of brushed it off. But what really made it real was when the security guard kind of came in the room and started yelling and told us we were going under lockdown. That's what kind of threw everybody off. And for me, it was about making sure that everybody made it into where we were hiding it safely and just like making sure that everyone was accounted for and everyone kind of just at least was able to stay calm and be able to control themselves in the moment. Mm-hmm. So. so what were your your first thoughts, like the first thing that you did? Someone had mentioned phones. Yeah. Was that the first thing that you turned to was your phone? Yeah, I text, um, my friend and I, we were texting, like group chats, texting our friends, asking like what's going on, like trying to figure out what actually was happening. Cause we still kind of didn't really know exactly what was going on at the moment. And then when we found out what was going on, it was more so turning to texting my family and letting them know like something serious is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And did you do that because you felt like you needed them to know what was happening or did you on some level like want them to help in some way? Um, I say personally for me, it was kind of like I didn't know what was going to happen in the end. Mm-hmm. And I needed them to know what was happening. Yeah. And wanted them to know that, like, I love them and everything like that. Yeah. Axel, was it scarier to be unsure about what was happening or to know for certain what was going on? For me, it was scarier to know for certain what was going on Mm -hmm. because before when I was unsure, I was just hoping that, you know, everything was going to be taken care of. And then once I realized what was actually happening, I I sort of panicked and I didn't know whether to stay calm or just contact my loved ones from my phone. Mm -hmm. Renaya, how about you? Um, I would say it was scarier to know exactly what was happening because, like, in my case, um, somebody pulled on my classroom door. So I didn't know whether they was, like, right down the hallway, outside the door, upstairs. Like, in my case, it was as, it was like, um, I know exactly what's going on, but I don't know where the intruder is. I can hear them, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly were because everything felt so close you didn't know exactly where to pinpoint exactly like because I know they building like the back of my hand mm-hmm. but I couldn't even tell you where he was at so yeah 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 I just didn't know I was just like I hope you don't come in my classroom right right so after you finally were able to meet with your families to get out of the school what were the conversations that you were having among your friend groups immediately after October 24th, Michaela? Um, a lot of the conversations that were being happened in my friend groups were like, if we were gonna go back to the school, or like, if we were gonna stay virtual, if we were gonna choose to go back in the building, or like, if we wanted to just not go back at all. And, cause it's like, 
at this point, we're seniors. We're almost, like, we just started the school year. We haven't even really gotten to all the stuff that we had planned for the school year. And it's kind of like, this just kind of threw everyone through a loop because it's like, what do we do now? Yeah. Axel, both you and Michaela, you were collegiate school of medicine alumni, mm. right? Um, were you also having the same kinds of conversations with your friends from collegiate that Michaela's just described? Yeah, we had conversations about how school was going to happen in the future. We didn't know if it was going to go back in person next semester, wait it out a little bit before our classes start. Other conversations amongst my friends just included them checking up on me and seeing how I was doing about the whole incident. Renaya, in your conversations with your friends, be it over the phone or through text or, or through social media, what were you all talking about immediately after the shooting? Um, immediately after, we was like, um, we was trying to investigate what happened. Like we came some Nancy Drews, we was trying to figure it out. We had a we got a senior group chat on Instagram, so it was like everybody in the group chat was in different parts of the building. So we was trying to pinpoint what happened. Like so, I heard a lot of different points of views um, from that, and then like. Even still now, when I get with my friends, if it come up, we still try to, like, see what exactly happened because everybody's story is different, and we're trying to make it add up. But then, like, um, like Michaela was saying, it was senior year. We had a lot planned. And so a couple of the seniors from my school, like, kind of stepped up, and we made, um, like, events. We had a lot of events going on with a couple of the students from my school leading it. So there was also a plan. Not only were we trying to figure out what happened, we were trying to figure out how to move forward. Like we all saw that when we come together, everybody is doing a, just a little bit better. So we were trying to make more events to where it was like we could come out, we could be together, we can plan something for Kushka and Alex. Like it was stuff like that. Yeah. And after you came to sort of a full realization about the knowable facts, of the shooting, how did you feel? I mean, was it was it grief that you felt? Was it fear, um, you know, uneasiness? Personally, yeah, I felt, I was very uneasy because it's like, um, dang, why, what we do? What we do for that to happen to us? Like, that was the main question I heard a lot of people saying. Mm-hmm. But I also felt guilty because, like, the student that died was an underclassman. So it's like, dang, I'm a senior. So the boy who who ended up doing it, who shot the school up, he graduated when I was like a freshman or a sophomore. So he would have only known, like, if he was to come back in that building, would only know seniors in the building. So I feel very guilty because, like, why did you, why, like, one, why did you do this? And two, why did it have to be an underclassman? Like, she was only 15 years old. Yeah. Her birthday was the next month. Then, like, Miss Kushka. Miss Kushka is so sweet to everybody. So it was, like, just, like, dang. Why them? You know? Yeah. As you're hearing Renaya um, talk about what she was feeling, what she was thinking, does any of it resonate with you, Axel or Michaela? Um, yeah, 
I did feel uncomfort, uneasy, but I was also confused as to why a lot of people in both buildings had to suffer because of one individual's actions. So why did everyone in that building have to go through fear, have to live with it after the event happened, all because someone to make it someone decided to make a stupid decision. Mm-hmm. What kind of effect did it have on the conversations you had with your family? So, Axel, when you did get home, what was that like to to get home and to to greet your family members? Well, after school first, we went to my grandma's house. She was the only one who wasn't working and was home at the time, and. I'm assuming she she felt so much relief when she saw me, and she just started speaking in Spanish to me, saying, "Estás bien? No estás dañado? Are you okay? You're not hurt or anything?" Because she not only did she have to worry about me, but my cousin who also attended that school, and we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Or like at that day, she still hasn't seen him. Mm-hmm. As for my mom and my dad, they were just both really scared. And later on, we had to go pick up my brother from school because his school was also on lockdown because of what happened. And that day was really rough because as I went, my brother was so relieved to see me, but there were also gunshots around his area. Yeah, yeah. So the school went into lockdown mm-hmm. before I could even get him. And Michaela, your cousin was also on the campus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And did you meet together before um, you got to see one of your your parents? Yes, I, when we were all, like all the students were in the parking lot of the Chinooks, um, I had, um, was calling people, actually looking for him because he didn't have his phone at the time and I was looking for him because I was like, I haven't seen him yet, I haven't heard anything from him, I haven't heard anything about him, I don't know anything. And it was like, like Renaya said, a lot of um, uneasy feelings just about like what happened. And um, when I eventually found him in the parking lot, um, his mom came to get us before my parents could because they were stuck in like traffic, um, trying to get to the school or trying to get to where we were. So it was um, a lot of like relief when I first found him, just making sure that he was okay. And um then when his mom found us it was just trying to make sure like really trying to just get out of there i was ready to be somewhere where i felt comfortable and safe mm-hmm. i'm speaking with michaela sanders and axel cortez two alumni from collegiate and Renaya taylor an alum of central visual and performing arts all three were seniors during the school shooting on cvpa and collegiate's campus in south st louis last year Media coverage during that time, I remember seeing um, what was on TV, hearing what was on the radio. There was a lot of it. When it comes to the news coverage of the shooting right after and then in the weeks that followed, were you following the coverage? And did it feel like it was following you, Renaya? Um, Personally, I kind of just wanted to turn my phone off. I was tired of everybody texting me. Like, I still to this day haven't responded to some of my family members that texted me, mm-hmm. like, if I was okay. Like, I was like, well, they saw my mama went live on Facebook. 
they know I'm okay. Like, she ain't post no, no sad post about me or nothing. Yeah. So I kind of, like, yeah, I followed it to an extent. Like, it was more so my friends sending me updates of what happened or me on the phone with one of my friends, mm-hmm. and we so happened to come across something. Okay. Yeah. Axel, how about for you? Um. <laughs> After like a week, I stopped keeping up with news because I was tired of it. However, I did also have family who would contact me asking how am I feeling. Meanwhile, I was just trying to forget about it and not hear anything about it. Yeah. And it did make it easy that when we returned back to school, there was there was like news companies just out there, and, and luckily we didn't have to interact with them at all about the shooting. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you were hearing um, from that media specifically, and it, it could be mainstream media or what you were getting through social media that made you think, like people really don't get it. You all have talked about not wanting to engage with this stuff because you're, you're trying to, to, to move forward. What was it that you really felt like people did not get? Renaya, you're shaking your head. <laughs> because uh, I know, especially on social media, like, I hate that this generation is so desensitized to a lot of stuff because it was a lot of people, like, of course it was a lot of people posting, like, oh, my God, school shooting in Central VPA and Collegiate. But it's a lot of people in the comments, like, oh, if I was there, I would have did this. Or if I was there, I would have did that. Like, you would, like... If you would have asked me the day before, I would have been like, man, if somebody come to my school, I'm going to do this, then the third, blase, blase, blase. But in that moment, I know I was sitting down there crying, calling my mama. Like, you don't know exactly what you're finna do until you're in that situation. So it really irritated me that, one, a lot of people were, um, I don't know, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they was trying to, like, um, not bash the students, but like, well, y'all should have did this, y'all should have did that. It was only one person, and he only killed two people. Okay, it don't matter that he only killed two people. People died, you know? People traumatized at the end of the day. So they, like, um, they was trying to, like, downplay the situation because it wasn't as big of a, of a tragedy as it could have been. Like, it's still a tragedy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Michaela, what was the conversation among collegiate students? Um... A lot of the time, like, I know that for me, like, being on social media and, like, following, like, because I follow a lot of collegiate students because I was involved with a lot of stuff. And it was kind of just, it was tiring being on social media because a lot of, like, the underclassmen, like, some of the freshmen and stuff were trying to, like, mainly make it about collegiate. But it was kind of, like, almost like it was we were going back and forth with schools and it's kind of like we all went through it like yeah it happened now can we stop trying it was like almost like who yeah like a competition (laughs) of like who's more traumatized like everybody Mm -hmm. is traumatized in this situation yeah like everybody had their own experiences and everything but it was just like a lot of like going back and forth and screenshotting posts and it was just like Everything just seemed so childish, and it was kind of annoying because it's like every time I open Instagram or every time I open some type of social media, it's a new argument between students. Like, 
why are we still arguing about something like there's bigger things that we need to be worried about mm -hmm. and were you seeing the same thing too are you were you part of sort of the same groups axel yeah on social media i would also see students from collegiate or from central trying to belittle one another as to who suffered the most and in my head i'm just like why can't we just both agree that we went through the same thing we were both traumatized, scared in that moment mm -hmm. without belittling one another yeah. and saying that they don't get it. Mm -hmm. As far as support goes, so Renaya, you were talking about um, how you use dance and basketball mm -hmm. as outlets. Were there people, though, who really made you feel like they had your back during that time? Yeah. Yeah, who who was it and what was it that they did for you? Um my family one, like my sister, even though she wasn't third, I can always talk to my sister about anything. So, my mom and my sister, that's that's why I live with my mom and my sister. So, anytime it would come up or like I'm just happy that they would just like listen mm -hmm. and they wasn't bombarding me with questions like did you see this or did you do that? You know, like a lot of people would do in that situation. And also my best friend, because um, basketball season was right around the corner. Like post trial was supposed to be the week after, like in the first week of November. Mm -hmm. So um, I went over her house a lot, like right after the shooting. And we just used each other to vent and like go say what we was going through because um, it kind of hit harder for us a little bit because – since basketball season was right, right around the corner, um, our school lets out an hour before Kalija does. So we would sit in the gym with Miss Kushka in that time. Uh -huh. So it kind of hit a little harder because it's like, dang, now who's supposed to watch us when we um, get out of school, you know? Right. So it was little stuff like that. I just talked to them, and they would just listen or, mm -hmm. yeah. Michaela, what was, what was healing like for you? What were some of the things that um, that you did for yourself and what was provided that, that was really helpful in your journey? Um, for me, I would say, like, just being able to, like, talk to my family and um, my uh, best friend, uh, like Renaya said, my best friend, just making sure that she was okay because um, I know that it was hard for her, like, just coping with everything and so like being there for her and her being there for me and for me um I also I already was in like counseling and therapy so having like that extra support outside of like family and friends to be able to talk to somebody and be able to get the help that I needed already that was also really like beneficial and helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Axel what have you found most helpful? Um Really, it was just spending time with my little brother. I know me and him have a close connection, so anytime I would just hang out with him, I'd forget about it. But also, if I wanted to just get out the house and not be asked questions about the event, I would just go out with my friends who were also in the shooting, and we would just be there for one another because we shared the same experience. Mm -hmm. So, Axel, you've mentioned this before, about sort of wanting to forget or to put aside um, what had happened. 
even with that being the case, I mean, do you do you want to forget? What do you think is important to remember? I think it's important to remember the people who who were injured, who unfortunately lost their lives in that event. It's always so important to remember them. And I think it's important to also remember to emphasize how much of a problem school shootings are in our country. Mm-hmm. Michaela Renaya, how do you think remembering is most effective or powerful? Michaela? I would say that just like, I feel like everybody remembers people in their own way. And I know that like um, throughout the time, like I was seeing a lot of like um, murals being made and a lot of like, um, just being able to see like a lot of pictures and videos being posted to remember both Alex and Miss Lucia and like I think that was really beautiful and me I didn't know them personally but um, I did have a friend who and that's her family who passed so it was kind of just being able to be there for them and support them um, I also feel like it is something that should be remembered because it happened. Like, it shouldn't be just brushed off as something, some small thing that just happened. It happened. People's lives were lost. It's a real thing. It needs to, something that needs to improve in the country. We need to have better control over gun violence and everything. It's a serious thing. And I think that people have to take time to be able to really realize that for themselves. And how is it that you think that experiencing what happened at your high school last year has changed you? Has it changed you, Michaela? I would say that I definitely kind of have changed a little bit as a person. Um, I've definitely, because it is, have just become more like just aware and vigilant of like everything that happens around me and um, I think that this is kind of, it was really still, even to this day, it's kind of still unreal to me because, like, I would I've always seen stuff about, like, school shootings in the news and, like, on social media, and it's kind of like I never would have thought that it would actually happen to me. Um, so it's kind of like still trying to, I guess, wrap my head around the whole thing, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Renaya, are there things that you think about now that you didn't think about before? Um, I wouldn't say it's things that I haven't thought about. I say I probably just think about it more. Like, um, one, people need to vote to put the correct people in office to change laws. Because I know we try to get a a red flag law changed um, pertaining to how people who are mentally unstable cannot own firearms and that didn't go as planned mm-hmm. but um like stuff like that like I don't I say I would think more about politics and I also think more about um well I think more about but be more empathetic towards people because you never know what they're going through or what they've been through because anybody can put a smile on their face you know, but you never know if they, like, is you smiling for real or, like, 
is it hiding something? Yeah, yeah. like, are you cool? <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Axel, is there something that you, like one thing that you would want people to know about what alumni of collegiate, like yourself or CVPA, um, what they've gone through and what you continue to experience? Um, we are, one thing I would like for people to know is that we are still affected one way or another, maybe not as before, and that it just because it happened almost a year ago, that's not something you can keep asking some of us to this day. Mm-hmm. Michaela, what would you say? Um, I think I would say, like, I would agree with Axel, and I would just say that, like, throughout this time, to just really check on people, like, it's important to just be able to just ask somebody, like, are they okay? Like, some people might have moved past what happened and already healed in their own way, and some people might still have thoughts about that day, and it's always okay to just still just ask, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ryan, would you agree? Is that what people need to know? Yeah. Like, always be nice. That's one thing I say. Like, always be nice. You never know how your kindness can affect somebody's life. Like, even if you're having a bad day, don't don't portray it on everybody else. Because somebody else could be having a bad day and you they last straw. Like, Just be nice. This episode was produced and edited by Maya Norfleet. Recorded by Alex Hoyer. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.